Ah, we made it to the show. Fantasy Baseball Diamonds. I'm your host here, Starks. And Lewis. Yeah, so we're going to actually go into the first inning. Uh, not going to sugarcoat anything. This this inning is going to be a little bit different. It's called Expert. Expert, read all about it. As you guys are familiar, it's extra, extra, read all about it, newspapers, right? So this is an expert's opinion here and some info that you guys should know. There has been a lot of people saying, we don't know what we're talking about. We're the worst podcast. Now, before you actually go into full Lewis mode here, let me just advise the listeners that has listened to us from the beginning. We thank you. And to those that are actually making fun of us, that is actually still listening, thank you because we have more listeners now. It could be because maybe I talk about my faith or it could be because you want to hear more of a breakdown of analytics of what we've always mentioned in the podcast, right? What's really important... Oh, go ahead. You want to say oh, something? yeah. Also, I mean, not to add on to that, but basically it just be, it could be because there's nothing to talk about as well, Starks. That's true. So let me also say this. So what's really important about this, uh, you know, Lewis, is that uh, what players is, at least in my opinion, what players are doing now and what our gut is telling us to do on players. To me, that's one of the biggest things that stick out. So you're like the listeners like, so how can you consider your gut or you say gut call? What does that mean? How can you use it? Well, me and Lewis, we, we try to tend to help you guys out on the gut calls on our podcast. Let me open up on a small sample size of those that are, you know, feeding off the analytical side of things. And we always mention, you know, to not let it be the end all be all with the analytics. So whether you say I know what I'm talking about or not, that's fine. But since you guys like stats, let me just open up a little bit about my background to give you guys an idea. A, a quick reminder, if you don't know, I have been a guest on Razzball. Uh, podcast, and I know there was someone that mentioned uh, about Rasball being a, a great podcast, which it actually is. It's a, it's exceptional podcast. Um, but I'll you know I'll go a little bit further here about that here rec- you know momentarily. And I'm actually still a, a contributor to Fantasy Pros, so my resume speaks for itself. You know there are bigger names uh, that has wanted me to be a guest on their podcast, and vice versa. They want to be on, on ours as well. Uh, but our time schedule with the Diamonds has been hectic. Uh, if you don't like our podcast, that's no problem. But let me just open it up on this expert, expert read all about it, okay? So this is for the listeners that want to hear the analytics. So this player, I'm not going to mention his name yet. He was going in the top three in the first round, Lewis. And you don't know who this guy is either, Lewis. So let me just share this with you. He was a top three player. And I wasn't on him at all this year, right? So let me just give you some stats for last year, right? His hard hit percentage was at 35.1 last year. That's like the league average, okay? That's that's pretty good league average. But the league average, he hit 39 home runs, right? That's a really good season for a player. Um, close to the average last year. So if you guys are considering him like a top three player still, and the guy that I want to talk about here, that's Jose Ramirez this year. Now, Lewis, I know that you were a guy, you know, before you get on the um, – to speak on this, because I know you had him before, but a lot of people paid a high premium on Jose Ramirez this year. Yeah, basically he was uh, like always uh, going in the first round being recruited, right? Right. So he was going pretty much across the board as a first round type of caliber player. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is about him is at least my gut feeling, because we like to go by our gut feeling, right? My gut feeling was telling me, you know, I don't think he can pretty much repeat last year what he was doing. And essentially, as you guys know, he's having a really tough stretch this season. But the thing is, if you guys are so strong to the analytics, right, let me just throw the analytics in reverse on this situation. Again, his hard hit percentage was 35. He wasn't close to 40%, and he hit 39 home runs. That's an average. So if you want to use the analytical terms, again, let me remind you, a 35% hard hit rate, but he had 39 home runs last year. So if you go all by analytics, why were you paying a premium in the first round for him, right? So let me just take it a step further for the listeners. Now, let me talk about this player. Now, let me also say this. Jose Ramirez, before I go to the next player, he only has four home runs this year, okay? And his hard hit rate is went down. I think it's about 32%. So let me also talk about another player here, okay? And Did you say four Starks? He only has four home runs right now, Jose Ramirez. Man, I think Wong has more home runs than that. And that's, and that's saying something. That, exactly. That is saying something. And you know how I feel about Wong. I don't like him at all. Exactly. But, but back to it. But, but yeah, back to it. So let me just talk about this player. 
If you guys have been advocate listeners to the podcast, then you know who I'm going to talk about. But I'll bring his name up here shortly. I own him universally in all leagues this year. He's actually, he has six home runs currently right now. That's more than Jose Ramirez that was going into the first round this year, okay? So he currently has six home runs this year. But here's the, here's the issue, right? And this is where the stats doesn't seem to align. His hard hit percentage is actually lower than Jose Ramirez. He's at 31%. That is not a strong hard hit rate at all. That's way below league average. His strikeout rate is high at 25%. His ex-WOBA is at 313. His extra, or excuse me, his uh, expected batting average is 246. His exit VLO is 87.8. X, or excuse me, his expected slug percentage is 41%. All these numbers is below league average. But I ask those that dislike our podcast this, do you still like a guy that is, or excuse me, do you still dislike this guy? He's a top six hitter this year, although the analytics is not matching for what he's producing this year. The question is, do you still don't believe in the production that he's doing already this year? And the guy that I want to talk about, as you guys should know, is Alberto Mondesi. All of the stats that you guys like to read and filter out and say, we don't know what we're talking about, that's fine. But I just question to you guys, if this, all these stats are showing that he's a bad player, but he's actually doing really good as a top six hitter. And not only that he's a top six hitter, he's currently giving you the first round value in return this year. The first round talent. Now, do I think he's going to finish in the first round? I don't think so. But I, I question to the listeners or even to the experts this, you can't let this be the end-all, be-all following stats. For me, as an expert, I look at what are they doing now. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to last the rest of the season that way because I'm not saying that. But we're in a now. when it, It's about a now as far as baseball. And that's why I've talked about Austin Riley. Now, everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon on Austin Riley because he's hot right now. But that's still like reverse psychology because his strikeout rate is high, right? So... You can't, you can't be analytical and at the same time say, oh, this player, he's not going to be sustainable when he's already doing good. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that the analytics doesn't, doesn't back it up because I use StatCast with everybody else, but I can't use that as the main tool to function what I'm saying. So, Lewis, you hearing all of that for the expert, expert, read all about it. You know, go ahead and put your input on that. <sighs> You, you, you uh, awake? Oh. Oh, 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 sorry about that. You know, I started to uh, fall asleep when you started talking those percentages, Starks. Hey, I'm going to tell you guys something right here, right now. I'm taking off the tie. I'm taking off the shirt. And I'm going to tell you how it really is. <laughs> how dare you come out here on my man Starks podcast and talk that blasphemy? I mean, come on now. He's not going to lead you astray. I mean, the Unicorns podcast, for one just speak volumes. This is just a branch off of that. You know, we decided to start up this for fun, but we're giving you, you know, top quality prime cut rib here and you're just throwing it and spitting it back in our faces, man. Like how can you sit up there and say that? Like we give you stats and we give you players, you know, on top of that, if you want to hear all that other, you know, What's that crap called again? Percentage wise, Starks. What, I mean, what do you call that? I don't. I don't even know. Hey, man, it doesn't I mean, matter. You, you know me, Starks. I, I go you. by. I, I go by heart, and I go by blood, and I go by you know stats. I look up stats on you know. That's what we have Bleacher Report for. You got your Roto World. You got you know your other you know There's... websites like Player Line. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to waste your time, you know reading and breaking down stats like that, that's what you have that for. We can't sit up there and do that with every single player. It will be completely impossible. We will be here all day long, all day long talking about that. On even like a single player breaking down that might take like maybe what two to three minutes for a single player. So, you know, that's what I want to get off my chest with that. So, I mean, if you can't see that, then you can't see me. Oh, wait. Wait, that's, that's Cena. But, you know, back to you, Starks. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm glad that you mentioned it. See, it's not about us trying to... Now, again, we thank you listeners because uh, for the listeners that's been a part of our podcast from the beginning, uh, but those that, you know, are kind of clowning us, that's fine. But the funny thing is, you know, let me mention this as well. 
you know, I'll, let me actually jump into a section because this is an entertaining section that I'll give some quotes that, you know, we receive. And I understand it's good to get, you know, criticism, like especially criticism that helps us to improve. But if you're not giving us constructive criticism, we won't be able to know what you would like. Yeah, I bet it's easy just to go out there and press that dislike button out there, you know, putting in work with that hitting that dislike and putting up hateful comments. But, you know, if you don't have anything criti- to criticize with, with, you know, information to back it up, then shut up. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I mean, listen, to the listeners, and Lewis, he's going full lit mode. It, 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 that's just how he is. But, again, let me just go ahead and go to the next inning here, Lewis, because I'm sure you're interested to hear what some of these guys had said. So, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Stop. So one of the guys had said, you know, hey – you know, that was the worst podcast I ever heard in my life. Zero worthwhile content and analy- or analysis or whatever you mentioned. It's almost worth turning in or tuning in just to see how bad it is, right? That's fine. So, and then someone else chimed in and said, pretty much, I'm not going to say the, the word, but he was laughing and he said, now I have to listen. And then uh, there was another gentleman or lady that had mentioned, I'll say, I told you so now because you might be asleep in a few minutes. And then another person chimed in and said, you kept listening after the first minute. I had to find the actual content to see how bad it was. And oh, my, just oh, my. So let me just say this now. I'll say this. That's fine for me. You know, I'll say it like this. There is one uh, quote that I'm going to pretty much cast someone on that they try to delete. But before I get to that, let me just say this to the, to the new listeners. Thank you for even listening to us. We appreciate you. And I can say I appreciate you. Yeah, and I definitely appreciate you as well. I mean, even, you know, the ones that are out there hating and whatever, I mean, it's all in good fun, you know. But if you're serious about it, man, like, come on now. Like, if you're really trying to win out here, bro, we have, like, sleepers that we have listed. Like he said, you know, my man Austin. Uh, what's some, yeah, Austin Riley. There was a few, even before then starts at a few players besides him that you have, you know, mentioned in, uh, previous episodes for you listeners that have been listening. So, I mean, can't just go around like throwing hate light. I mean, you can can, because you're, you're hiding behind your little computer screens, you know, (laughs) pressing that dislike button, but you know, go ahead, start. But I'll say this again. We make mistakes, too, just like every other expert do. So I don't want to make it seem like that we're right on everything. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you brought that up, Starks, because, like, uh, the, the websites that I mentioned, whether it be PlayerLine or Bleacher or Roto or whatever, you know, the poison you like to, to use or whatever, pick your poison, um, they'll sit up there and tell you, like, experts will tell you, hey— this player's not doing good. Uh, for instance, um, in basketball, before there was a player, or even baseball, they tell you to drop a certain player. All oh, this player's not doing good. And they'll sit up there and contradict themselves. And if this player starts heating up, tell you like maybe three days later, oh, you got to go and grab this guy. You're like, man, I already dropped this player. Oh, let me go ahead and go pick him back up again. And he's already gone. Yeah, exactly. That and exactly. They do that all the time, they do that and that's just part of fantasy, man. Right. So, and then it's like another thing to, to say on top of. That, thanks for bringing that up because it's giving me another uh, logical thought here, Lewis. When someone is picked up, it's it's funny how a lot of experts, or even just even not even just experts, just people that's been in fantasy for years that be like they felt like they know what they're doing, which is fine if you know what you're doing, that's fine. But to act like you knew that this player was going to be sweet all of a sudden then you're like you're on board too and try to say it was a call by you but like how does that stand out how, how do we know you know what i'm saying if you listen to our podcast we give you the waiver wires and i'll even what we're going to start doing i think will be helpful for the listeners we're going to mention instead of waiver wire ads i, I would like to add spec speculative uh, speculative ads again hooked on phonics works for us also basically like a spec, spectator mode right so there's going to be a player that I've already picked up that did good. I, I have to pull it up later in the podcast, a picture that you can consider, um, you know, that you probably should own in your league. But anyways, going back to at least one more quote that actually I'll be honest to the listeners. It bothered me a little bit, but I'm going to say this. I appreciate this. So this listener, check this out, Lewis. Okay. He deleted this post. He didn't think I'd seen it. Because he probably felt regretful what he was saying. So as you guys know, we have a faith-based podcast. So we, we like to have fun with enjoyment with stats as well. Because we enjoy fantasy baseball as well as the next person, right? So this guy put a quote like this. He deleted it real quick like I didn't see it. So the message he put out, and I'm paraphrasing it here. He said something like this. He was like, hey, man, uh, 
since you're a faith believer, since you're so faithful in, in Jesus, man, can you pick Jesus up in, in a 20 man league? Is, is he is he stash worthy? Right. Is he ownable and be rossable, rossable on the team? And then he deleted it. Like, come on, man. Like, really? Here's the thing about that. I love I'll tell this to the listener. I love you, man. You know, I hope that you still continue to listen to our podcast. So the reason why I'm saying that's like Jesus and because we talk about our faith typically on the end of our podcast. Right. So if you guys don't I, I, I we give you guys that disclaimer, if you don't want to hear about our faith, just, you know, you can stop the podcast. Right. We just invite you if you don't have Christ in your life. I think honestly, that's more important than fantasy in itself. But to kind of say, hey, if I add Jesus, since you're a faith believer, he's going to he's going to basically just say I could pull Jesus out of a hat and use him for my team and win. Like, come on, man. You, 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 like, if anything, that if, that, if anything bothered me, that it was that. But at the same time, I still love the guy. Hopefully, if you hear this podcast, reach out to me. If you want to, you know, keep doing jokes, that's fine. But if any if anything, I hope that, you know, some some point in your life that you have that faith base. You know, any thoughts on just anything in general? You don't even got to talk about that, Lewis, but any thoughts on anything you want to get off your chest here? Oh, yeah, man. I'm, hey, hey, man, this is for you, buddy. Yeah. Hey, man. Oh, please. Oh, please. Don't go. No, no, no. <laughs> You think I care about that? I don't care crap about that. You know what? Hey, we do love you. And we love you listening to the podcast, man. If you don't want to hear it like Stark says, man, just cut it off. Besides that, though, hey, man, we don't want to hear any of that crap, man. We're here to talk about fantasy baseball, man. There's no need to, you know, add little crude jokes like that, man. Like, that's not what we're here for, man. We're here to entertain you guys. We're here to give you content, man. Like, leave all that goofy stuff, you know, in the comment section or whatever. <laughs> Actually, don't leave it in the comment section. But anyways, go ahead, Starks. No, anyways, no. We this is just this is just a great podcast in general. I, I have fun doing this with the diamonds. Uh, Lewis is he, he brings the entertainment. I don't know what you guys. I don't know what you guys want. You know, if you if you got any suggestions, just let us know. And if you got questions, we can answer them on the podcast. It's not an issue. Yeah, exactly. And that's why we're gonna uh, be getting back to it here in a minute but before i say that man i, I just want to say regarding that like stark says man we're here to entertain we're here to give you content man so hey i don't want to take it back to the past but hop in the delorean you know how we talk about the delorean all the time hop in the delorean grab your popcorn grab your drink grab whatever you need to grab man i'm gonna take you back to the past i'm bringing up jerry Maguire, man you guys who know Jerry Maguire, man, go watch that movie. I know hey, you're like, hey, Lewis Starks, what does Jerry Maguire have to do with the podcast, man? If you just shut your mouth, sit back in your chair, <laughs> listen, we will give you the content you need. I promise you hey, to get where you need to be at. I, d- <laughs> I know what it is, man. That and, no, 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 I'm not done. <laughs> and we will show you. We will show you the Quan, man. That's all I have to say about that, man. What's the con, man? Hey, man, you got to watch the movie, man. But anyways, <laughs> go ahead, Starks. No, I'll just say this. I think maybe it's because they don't have coffee, man. As you guys know, coffee's for closers. You guys don't close. That's why you're looking for podcasts to feed off of to try to win your league. So whether you're listening to us or not, I'll say it like this. Thank you for listening. And even if you take it as a joke, I tell you what, our ratings have spiked up here recently. So whether you're taking it as a joke, you hit that play button. Hey, you're helping us out. And honestly, not just helping us up. We're getting more listeners. So we must be doing something right. That's all I'm saying. So that's my rant. And, you know, basically that's the end of my rant. And I I, I believe that starts what he does, you know, speaks volumes. You know, like I said, with uh, the podcasting, man, we're here to give you guys information, man. If you don't feel our information, man, I mean, you ain't got to vote us like last last place, man. That's, that's kind of harsh. But like we could be boring out there and, you know, kind of talk like this. Like, so uh, what do you think about this person, Colton Wong? Well, I don't think he's doing too high. You know, he's uh, um, he's swinging not so well. He's only had uh, five home runs in. Exactly, you're <laughs> bored. I would have tuned out already. You know, if someone was talking well, like that, I mean, anyways. I don't even know what you just said. I, exa- just, I just heard Wong. Exa- exa- exactly, it was boring. That was really We're not boring. here to bore you guys. We're here to entertain you guys and give you the information that you need. With that being said, uh, we're going to jump into the next segment. We're going to get some content now. We just wanted to let you guys know that.
All right. So, Lewis, uh, thank you for actually getting on the podcast. I'm going to let you uh, out for today, man. I know that you wanted to get some stuff off your chest, and I'm going to actually get on with Stabway to finish the rest out. All right, man. I know you're uh, going to close because you're a closer. So I uh, appreciate you guys listening on that. I'm about to go watch some Jerry Maguire, you know? <laughs> All right, Lewis. It was good having you on the podcast, man. Hey, man. Thanks. So when Lewis had mentioned about the Jerry Maguire uh, reference, just to kind of uh, coverage tracks what he was trying to also say is you know the fantasy baseball diamonds we don't try to be the diamond dozen um, other podcasts that are out there there's nothing wrong with the those other podcasts as well but we try to be different you know we just bring a little bit of flavor on top of just enjoying fantasy in general so essentially of course you know this is different a different podcast where essentially something you're not used to so it's either you know you embrace something different or you don't which is fine but i actually do have stat boy to kind of finish up the podcast um on behalf of uh lewis having to get out early and uh stat boy how you doing today man how you doing man good awesome so we're gonna jump into a couple of segments here uh, to kind of finish things off and i know we have some recent news and uh stat boy did you want to Give us a, an update on what's going on here in fantasy baseball. Oh uh, yeah, the first thing I hope for the recent news is uh Jay Jay Bruce out of the Mariners got traded to the the uh, Phillies for uh, a tri- triple A player uh, Jake Schneisner and a, and some cast consideration. I think it's a pretty good move uh, on on Jay Bruce's part because he has a uh, has a better chance of doing better job at Philly. What do you think of starts? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, thank you for that. I was going to say um, I think that's a good move uh, for Philly to give them a little bit more power uh, on the team. As you guys know, um, Philadelphia – or excuse me, the Phillies just – they already have a good offense already as it is. Obviously, Jay Bruce uh, – excuse me, Jay Bruce doesn't have the um, the average, but he, did, he does provide that power. So if you have that power – in a bat, and you have him. I believe he's. They're going to stick him out in the left field, and um, I think what they mentioned moving McCutcheon in center, but just to have Jay Bruce and that pat or that that power in his bat, that's definitely good. If he is in a league that is available, honestly, I would take a flyer on him in a very very deep league, uh, just because Philly. Obviously, their offense is good, and then at the same time, their stadium is not too bad to hit in. But with that that strong lineup, I definitely want to take him as a consideration to be at least have him on your watch list. So my my question to you, real quick, Stat, would you be interested in Jay Bruce in any leagues? Or, um, I mean, he's got the powers. Just his uh, his his average is lower than I, I like to have up my team. I'm more of an average kind of person, so his average is like. Okay. Yeah, it's really bad. So, I mean, that's definitely understandable. Definitely preference. if, you, Especially like you said, Stat Boy, if you're about average, I can understand that because if you pick him up on your team, he's going to zap your average for real. If you're if you're punting that category, because um, like the Diamonds, we like to do category leagues, but if you do points leagues, that's fine too. But if you do points league, honestly, um, to give you any type of power day, that's definitely something to consider. So, Stat, is there any other, um, you know, players or you want to jump into anything in the recent news? What else we got here, man? All right. We got here uh, – got, oh, we got a, a record, MLB record of uh, 1,135 home runs hit in the month of just uh, May of uh, everybody. I mean, that's, that's that's a lot of home runs hit in one, one month. Yeah, that's that's extremely – gosh, that's, I, didn't, I didn't even know that. Thanks for bringing that up. And I know baseball in the major leagues has changed uh, over this this time span over the years. I know they they juice the balls, is what they like to say. The ball, the baseballs are different than what they're accustomed to the last few years. Uh, it's because they want to provide more home runs, right? So if you're providing more home runs across the board, that maybe can introduce more fans into the the benches, or not, you know, not the benches per se, but you guys know the stands. So. Another thing to keep in mind is a lot of these minor league players that are getting called up, you know, here's one thing. I'm glad you brought this up. I don't know the exact stat there, stat boy, but for you to bring this up, it it reminds me of something that was brought up here recently. Again, I don't remember this stat line, but for the minor league hitters, 
the baseballs are different than the majors. So meaning there's been a spike, um, obviously with the major leagues. Now in the minor leagues, the balls are not juiced, right? So there's not a lot of home runs being hit in the minor leagues. So let's just say hypothetically a hitter in the minor leagues has 20 home runs, right? That's almost equivalent to like 30 to 35 home runs in uh, the major leagues. So they're like, well, that's, that's a huge spike. Yeah, absolutely it is. So when you see players that are already doing good in the minor leagues, it can convert and even translate into majors. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen for every prospect that's getting called up from AAA or AA, whatever, right? I'm not saying that. But that's something to keep in mind because that is a dramatic jump, especially setting a record in the month of May. What else did you have for us, that? All right. The, another thing we got here is Mike Pistaskis. That's the last name. Uh, yeah, you got him. All right. He, he uh, took a 101-mile-per-hour fastball. And he got his uh, fractured his right ring finger, but they uh, possibly said he can be he can avoid the IL. Yeah, and I was gonna say on Mike Mustakis here, he's been a very solid fantasy contributor to your teams, and I actually have him in one of my leagues. Unfortunately, you and uh, Lewis is not in that league. I wish you guys would have been in there, and hopefully he avoids. You said he he may be avoiding the injury list. Yes, that that's correct. Said? Right, so I hopefully hopefully he does because uh, I know he was he was a player that a lot of uh, players or excuse me GMs fantasy owners that have him got him in the later rounds, especially myself. So I know that you guys didn't have to pay a premium on him. This is the type of players that I like to get on my team: cheap power, um, and essentially he was on pace to what he was doing last year with the power numbers in the high thirties range. And you know, hopefully this doesn't. Uh, stun his growth you know I mean he didn't hit 30 but I mean he was close to it right so the thing is with Mike Moustakis they like to call him the moose I I definitely love this player and hopefully he comes back a lot sooner than later what else you got for us? all right we got some uh actually got some good news we got uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. will start his uh, rehab game on 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 Monday that's excellent I mean Fernando Tatis Jr. Obviously, he's a, a guy that I wanted to get as quickly as possible in most of my leagues. And the thing is with him is they kept saying, hey, he's going to start his rehab. And just something, something happened where he was supposed to play a week or so ago. And just these reports keep coming up in and out. And it's like, when is he going to play? Hopefully, this is definitely the time where he can come back. And for me, um, as a fantasy owner of him, honestly, I, I think I want to – pretty much sell him when he starts doing really good, sell him high because he's a good player. And the reason why it's just, again, what me and Lewis was talking about earlier in the podcast, just a gut instinct. I'm willing to trade him. And the reason why I'm willing to trade him and sell him like hotcakes is probably, well, when he gets back to the established player that we were starting to see is because I just have an inkling that he'll be a good player. I honestly, in a dynasty league, I'm not going to trade him away. But in a redraft league, if I'm in a position that I want to try to get wins and win it all this year, then I'm going to try to sell him. And the reason why I say that is there's been other players since he's been taking this long absence throughout this time. There's been players that's surfaced up. You know, it reminds me of Nick Senzel that I actually was able to scoop up just like Austin Riley. I know that you guys are tired of me talking about him, but as you guys know, Austin Riley has been a monster. I've been able to pick up players in his absence. Um, with that being said, from the from the minor leagues, that's been prospects that got called up to be uh, good players moving forward. So I'm I'm willing to cut. Well, I'm not gonna say cut bait. I'm willing to trade him for something better. And I mean, I want if I need pitching, then I would kind of aim towards that. And honestly, and I know I mentioned in a lot of podcasts, and I think that's probably another reason why people are not the biggest fans of our podcast. But again. You guys are still tuning in, and actually, we got more listeners as we, me and Lewis, talked about earlier. So, I'll say this: as you guys are familiar with, I, I typically punt uh, closers, right? But if I feel like I'm looking at a top end team in my league that has maybe or almost doing the similarity of me punting closers, right? If I need a closer and I can sell someone like Tatis and get maybe two middling closers, right? 
then I can start, I can switch my focus and do it in reverse to actually start trying to gain closers if I wanted to, if I actually wanted to care about that category. But as you guys know, with closers, you're going to play spin the bottle. You're going to play musical chairs. You're going to play Russian roulette. You're going to do all of those things with closers. But that's a, a, a risk as time progresses on that I'd be willing to do because sometimes closers start to get more established. But honestly, it's still uh, an open window for it, right? But that's something to keep in consideration. So, Stat Boy, is there any other news that you have for us? Uh, yes, I got some more good news out of, out of the, for the Indians. Um, their ace, Mike Clevenger. Will will likely begin his uh his rehab games this month this week, actually in the middle of the week. Yeah, that's really good because Mike Clevenger has been pretty much an ace uh, this year. You know, I know it was a lot earlier than sooner. Well, I wouldn't say sooner, but it was a lot earlier that he was one of the pitchers or aces that you can consider now that was basically put on the IO quickly, and he was exploding this year. And the thing with Mike Clevenger, he's a player that if you have him in a dynasty league, you, you hold on to him. It's, it's obvious. But even his last year stats stuck out to, to, to give him the promotion of being an ace pitcher because he pitched for over 200 innings, which is something we – I hope you listeners want to aim for those type of starters, the, the top-end ace starters that are going to give you 170 innings plus pitched. That's what I look at. If you give me even close to 200 Ks, and he had 207 Ks last year, that's beautiful. And he gave you the ratios to follow back on it last year at 3.02. Now, unfortunately, his whip was actually more on the um, the league average, I would say, for last year at 1.16. And honestly, I'm fine with that. He's an ace to me. This year, though, you know, he's he has a zero ERA and a .5 whip. Now, obviously, that's inflated. You know, because of he's only been pit, he hasn't been pitching pretty much this year. But if you have him, be excited. Hopefully, things work out. Got anything else for us there? Oh, uh, yes. Lastly, I got here is uh, Joey Gallo uh, left with a left oblique strain. And he, they said he might be only out for, let's say, said two weeks. But, but that, that kind of injury is uh, a little tough because uh, remember, Aaron Judge has the same injury and he's been out since uh, mid April. So, uh, yeah, that could be a, a bad sign for the Rangers. And I'm glad you mentioned that stat because I was about to ask you that. Just like Aaron Judge has been out for so long now. And if it's similar and he has that similarity of Aaron Judge, uh, Joey Gallo, that is, then that's a concerning thing. But if they're just saying that he may be able to avoid the injury list, right, is that what you say, that he may well, be able to prevent? They said uh, he's – Possibly be out, uh, like I said, like two weeks, but it could be more because that okay. kind of injuries. So, yeah. It's... Okay. So yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. It looks like he is going to be on the the IO. Um, but man, this is sad because Joey Gallo, man, this guy has been a monster this year, and I actually was able to get him in one of my leagues. I honestly wanted him in all of my leagues. I really wanted him. I just had a, a weird feeling. Now, I didn't think he was going to explode like this. I really didn't, their stat. But I had an inkling that he would be good this year, not to this extent. But you can kind of consider him a fantasy monster moving forward. It's just, well, it's hard to say it now because he's on the IL. But, man, in a dynasty league, I would be – I would try to – actually, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to beat around the bush. In a dynasty league, especially him on the injured list, I know it's hard to kind of buy low. I mean, you could, and honestly, I'd be buying him. I mean, it seems like a buy low moment because he's injured. Still just dial up a gym and see what happens. I, I want that power, and his average has been uh, obviously a lot better than what we're accustomed to, and I'm sure to the listeners what you're accustomed to if you've been playing fantasy for years, especially when he hit 206 last year, and he's giving you that 276 uh, 76 average this year. Um, any Anything you want to say on top of that? About Joey Gallo, there. Uh, yeah, but man, Joey Gallo. I mean, last yeah, top there. The the average last year was just two hundred six. Just it's not good at all. But he he that skyrocketed uh this year. To, he's currently at the uh, two seventy six average this year. So he he's he had a big improvement. Yep, definitely. So we're gonna kind of 
get closer to the next inning here, just kind of talk about the waiver wires that you can consider this week. And I, I do apologize to the listeners. We, we, we've been, been really busy and wasn't able to get that additional episode uh, this past week. So I do apologize for that because there would have been a player that – what we want to do – so this is what I want to at least point out to is like what me and Lewis was talking about. It's, we're going to obviously get, provide you guys waiver wire ads, right? I mean, that's definitely something we're going to do. But we want to dig a little deeper and give you kind of the mix of both, like the waiver wire ads with the spec, speculative ads, right? And you guys know Hooked on Fonts works for me. So it might be easier for me just to say the spec ads. So the spec ads are what the diamonds are going to provide is the gut, more of the gut calls. Now, are we always right about the gut calls? No. But we want to dig a little bit deeper and try to reach out for those players that can be accustomed to be something solid for you in fantasy and for those players to become superstars in fantasy for you, right? Just like, again, you know, I'm not trying to put you guys, it's like beating a dead horse or I'm not trying to put you guys to sleep with Austin Riley, but he was a player that I, you know, I mentioned that I wanted to get before, you know, the call up, right? And when he got called up, we, we, we see what he's doing right now, right? So, uh, we want to definitely imp- implement that. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to really have time to dig deep on spec ads, but there is actually maybe two speculative uh, speculative ads that I actually provided. Now, you've probably already heard these names, and I'm sure you did. That's fine. But the question is, although you may have heard these names through uh, the sites that you utilize or you know listening to other podcasts, the question is that I asked you, although the names were mentioned, when do you actually – use your gut to pick them up, right? When do you when do you actually make the move instead of just watching them? Because sometimes when you watch too long on players, that's when you're too late. And that's why the Fantasy Diamonds want you to be quicker to making that ad, especially for those that are fab budget leagues. And it's going to make me go on an ISO rant here about fab budget leagues because I love them. Um, I think it's fair across the board. Um, what, what's your thoughts on fat budget leagues there, Stat, real quick? Yeah, I agree with you. It's a it's a fair thing. It's everybody a chance to pick up on a player that's doing really good instead of just uh, one random person just doing the students get picking them up. Right. So I was going to say this. for So for the fat budget, so I believe it's, uh, man, acquisition budget. Gosh, I forgot what Free agency acquisition budget. That did, Thank you. So. With that being said with the fab, honestly, and as an expert, I made some mistakes. And I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of experts make mistakes. And what I mean is make mistakes is when you spend so much fab on players. But the thing is with me, or in general, if you make a mistake to the listeners, if you spend a lot of your fab through the season, this is where you can do it in reverse to utilize it for your advantage. And what I mean is you got to dig a little bit deeper, right? on players that you want to be quick to jump on where you can spend a dollar or maybe zero dollar fab on on players. And I know it's like, well, that doesn't work in every league, right? And and it doesn't. It really doesn't. But that's why you have to be patient and sometimes attack where you you need to attack on players, right? Austin Riley, I think I was able to get him for a dollar. I have to recheck my, uh, configure my, yeah, I think I got him for a dollar. In a deep league, that is. But and my money's starting to run dry. But the thing is, you got to learn how to move quicker in the, the, the free agency or the waiver wire, per se, on certain players. But anyways, let's jump into the waiver wires, and I'll, I'll also talk on, on the spec as like we would like to call them. So, uh, and I'm going to probably pronounce his name wrong. Is Zach, please, please, Zach. And again, Hooked on Phonics works for us. Now, this guy has been uh, even actually he pitched tonight because we're recording while games are going on. And I was able to actually pick him up for $0 here in a deep league. And he did well. Unfortunately, he couldn't outdo uh, outdo the other guy, which was obviously Lucas Giolito, which I'm kicking myself about on myself because I actually had Lucas Giolito earlier this year (laughs) in a deep league. You know, I'm kicking myself for that, right? It happens. It happens to everybody. Lucas Giolito, let me just go on a soapbox round with Lucas Giolito real quick. Lucas Giolito has been, uh, I believe, a top, the number one pitcher the last couple weeks. Now, is it sustainable? No. Do I think 
what I okay. So my question to to you guys, or even probably what's been asked to me, is, Hey Starks, would you trade Lucas Giolito? Would you sell him high? Sure, but the the question that I ask you is, what are you going to get in return? I'm not going to rush to sell someone like that that I may have got for a dollar or zero dollars. Because Lucas Giolito, I had got him earlier this year for zero dollars, right? Unfortunately, I don't have him now. But that's the thing about fantasy. That's the beauty. Honestly, trading is enjoyable. But I also, and I learned this from Lewis and Stat Boy, I love to dig from the free agency. I like to create superstars from the free agency. That's more, honestly, that's more of a pleasure for me now because it's like, if I can add someone from the free agency, I can really look back on some of the talent that I've picked up versus the mistakes that I've done, right? But anyways, moving forward, if you have Lucas Giolito, um, see what you can get in return. I would try to sell, uh, wouldn't. I, let me take that back. I wouldn't try to sell him high, but let me see what I can get in return, right? But anyways, going back on Zach, please, Zach. This is a guy that I got for $0. And the thing is, uh, honestly, his ownership now is 23% in Yahoo. But the thing is, one thing you got to take in consideration, he had a good game against, again, again it was Lucas Giolito that he was going against, right? The White Sox won 2-0. to zero. Please, Zach, you know, it was the Indians – you know, start for the engines. He gave you seven innings pitch with seven strikeouts. Gave you the quality start. He didn't get you the win. But one thing that sticks out with me with pitchers as far as ratios go, I like ratios with pitchers. And I think pitchers, obviously, as you guys know, arms are important to have in a team, especially in the categories league and actually in a points league. If you're in a points league, to me, pitchers are almost more important, more important than points leagues than versus hitters. In points leagues, that's just my opinion. Uh, depending on the settings on the points leagues, but typically pitchers are the best in points leagues. But anyways, Zach, please, Zach, is this sustainable, right? This is one of the things that I'm going to always say, like, what is your gut telling you, right? Do I, let me say this, do I think it's sustainable? My question is, the question really should be is, is he going to get the starting job the rest of the season? That's to me. That's more important at this moment because we know the Indians have injuries with Kluber and, and Clevenger supposed to be coming back soon, just like what Stat Boy had brought up. But Zach, please, Zach, let me at least say this: with the ratios of the last two games, especially the pitch in Boston, right? He was at Boston. His ratios in ERA was a one point six nine in Boston, and his WHIP was under one. Again, in Boston. Boston is Stat Boy. Stat Boy actually likes Boston in, in, in the Rangers. Is, is that correct there, Oh, uh, yes. Right. So he likes those two teams. And and obviously, Stat Boy being a follower of uh, the Red Sox, he knows that their offense is, is – they got a strong lineup almost from head to toe, right? They got hitters across the board. And for him to go out and, you know, pitch against Boston with those ratios, that's something you can't take lightly. So if you've seen that performance, you gotta you gotta be quick to make that jump and add a player, right? And as soon as I seen those stats, you know, I think it was like a dollar or zero dollar, but I can't remember because we're in a couple leagues and you know, obviously we've got other things that that's going on too. So um you gotta make that add. But it also it depends on your situation. It always does depend on your situation. But he's a flyer worthy ad if if you're uh want to take that risk. I definitely have him on my team. Um you know Let's see, uh, you know, real quick, do you have any thoughts on Zach, please, Zach, at all there, Stat? I mean, uh, he's – he did a lot better – well, not – yeah, he did more strikeouts his first his, – on his first against Boston. I mean, he he can be – it could be sustainable. Who knows? He can just next – but he also could next few games just straight uh, plummet and get rocked every game and send, get sent back to the AAA. I mean that's true. So let's say this: this this is going to be an interesting guy that um, that's going to be kind of like it's going to be off and on. And I'll take the heat for this too because I mentioned that this player I wasn't high on, but I'm gonna also say this is what experts also do too. Just like when Lewis and I was th- kind of giving you guys the information, especially Lewis going on a heavier rant than me. You know, I know he's gonna, he's going to go full rant mode. I'll do the nicer version of it. But like Nick Pavetta, okay? Now, I wasn't the biggest person on him, right? I know a lot – there was a lot of experts actually high on him this year, right? 
And Nick Pavetta had an excellent gym tonight. Had a, I'll give him the ace of the diamond tonight. But I'm going to put this in, the, in basically in reverse psychology here. Because experts, and even I do it myself, and that's what I'm saying. And even to people that are in fantasy leagues and they feel like they're experts, they do the same thing. And what I mean by that is when you know you made a mistake, are you willing to adapt, right? And what people forget is everybody has to adapt onto what's going on. So they're like, well, what are you talking about? This is what I'm talking about. I made a mistake, and this is only just one game. So I'm not going to say Nick Pavetta is going to be banging on just just busting up people now. I'm not saying he's going to go full blast. But I will say this. He's definitely worth an immediate ad. And it's funny because I got him another player that I got on a cheap for, I think, $0. And you're like, well, Snarks, you, you must be in a – what type of league? They call it a taco league. You must be in a taco league. They don't know what they're doing, right? To be honest with you, no. It's not that. This is the league that I'm, I'm in right now. It's, it's, they're really good players. There's, there's a lot of good fantasy owners in. But the thing is, people was – they didn't want to pick up Nick Pavetta because they they basically got burned, right? And I don't blame them. But the thing is, this is what I typically do. So everybody was on the hype train. Let me just break it down. This is another ISO rank, so I do apologize, guys. So as you guys know, when the hype train is so real, you want to pick up someone like Nick Pavetta because he was he was a sleeper supposedly this year. I wasn't in on him. I wasn't. Not at all. Lewis wasn't either. And he was getting it. As soon as he was playing this year, he was getting rocked all season long like he was getting rocked and he got sent back down to triple a try to fix you know try to get him comfortable whatever fix his mechanics whatever he had to do you know probably had to get had a dream with the two fairy and i don't even know where i'm going <laughs> that made no sense right but that's what you're going to get with the podcast i'll give you some corny stuff from time to time and you know lewis is going to really give you corny stuff all the time but this is what i'm trying to say when someone when the hype train is so real on it, then I'm going to kind of question, do I want to get on that train or not? Now, when everybody basically gives up on a player, then I start to think, you know what? Since everybody's starting to get off, let me try something different. Let me give a player a chance again. Now, of course, experts give players a chance again. That's absolutely true. But his, this guy was playing so bad, not many wanted to give him a chance. I'll tell you what. Now, of course, everybody's going to get want to give him a chance now after this game. But what if I if I told you listeners this? I added him before this game started today. Did I think he was going to do this against the Dodgers? Heck to the no. No <laughs> way. But let me just give you the stats real quick. Six innings pitch, nine Ks. He gave up no runs, whip under one at .50, gave it the quality start, right? This is against the Dodgers. The Los Angeles Dodgers, you guys know this has to be the best hitting lineup right now this season, right? But this game is nothing to take lightly. He issued no walks. That's one thing that sticks out with him, right? And if this is a convincing com performance and he's going to go against the uh, the Reds, the Cincinnati Reds on Saturday, that's something to be like, well, hey, this could be the coming up party, the hype. You know, the hype might have been real from the beginning, but but I'll be honest with you. A lot of people dropped him. And what I'm trying to say is I'm adapting. So whether this is sustainable or not, I'm going to adapt to it because he is there's a chance he is the, the, the upside is real. The strikeout potential is real. I've never denied the strikeout potential, but the walks in the command concern me. Do I think he fixed everything? No, it's just one game. And that's a, the thing. You can be a prisoner of a moment, but how long is that moment going to last? So what I'm trying to say is, coming back and circling around back to it is, I will try to adapt before the adaption really happens, right? So like when I was talking about, the, here's the tangent rant with Lewis, about when I was breaking down the extra, or excuse me, expert, expert, read all about it with, Alberto Mondesi. <laughs> Unfortunately, you listeners have to adapt to what he's doing this year, right? I told you the stat cast behind him. I was giving you all that information, the X well, well, all that stuff that I 
I use it as a tool, but I don't use it as the end all be all. But unfortunately, you have to adapt to what he's doing and you have to accept it no matter how much you try to trash and say he's just not a good hitter. The stats that he's doing right now is proving the stat cast and the, 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 the tools and his hitting bat doesn't match. Doesn't matter. You got to go with the production. Is it like I said? Is it going to be a first round talent? I don't think so. But he's giving you first round value. But going back to Nick Pavetta, he is worth an immediate ad now. If you are able to pick him up in a podcast, or excuse me, in your league right now while we're recording a podcast, you do it. He's thirty one percent owned in Yahoo. I think I, I'll be honest with you. I'm wor- I'm I'm going to say he's probably probably worth added universally. So if you are able to find that person to drop off your team, this is a potential pitcher that can give you a strong push. Again, this is only one game, but to do this against the Dodgers is very helpful. And I'm sorry there's that. I I really, as you know, you guys know, the listeners know, I I just basically go super ISO and rant, so I do apologize. So any thoughts on Nick Pavetta real quick there? Yeah, I was I was like to back you up on that and doing against the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers hitting lineup is ridiculously good. I mean, they got what Cody Bellinger, Max Muncy, mm-hmm. Jock Peterson. Mm-hmm. They also got Corey Seager. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a good yeah. hitter, but he's not doing all that well this year. But he's still a good hitter. So uh, Nick Pavetta doing that against the Dodgers. I mean, that's that's really really good. Yep, Justin Turner. I mean, we can go on yeah, and on for too. days about this team. That, yeah, you're right. I'm glad that you point out Corey Seager. He's typically a good hitter. He's just got a slower start this year. That, that lineup is no joke. It's no joke. And then who, who's the player that got hurt? A.J. Pollock got hurt this year. There's so many good hitters on that team from top to bottom just about. Um, so we'll move right along here. And another player uh, that you can consider adding, and, and i seen you pick him up, Stat. I tried to get him on a low bid too. And is, and is Devin Smeltzer, you, you want to touch up on uh, the guy you picked up there at all? Devin Smeltzer. Oh, this thing. Yeah, I had, yeah. I had one of those, I guess, what do you call them? Spec ads on those. Uh, yep. My gut call trying to get him out of the, his MLB debut. He did, he did all right. There's Milwaukee too. Milwaukee's a good team. And he had, uh, let's see his stats. He had six innings pitched, uh, Seven Ks. He had no earned runs. His whip was .50, and he had he gave you that quality start. And he yeah, and exactly. Wow. Okay, exactly. Stat, and that's what I'm saying. You took another spec ad on him. You know what I'm saying? So, and now he's 21% owning Yahoo, right? So, of course, now it's he's going to be. He's. Pro- I mean, obviously, we did this podcast later, so I'm sure he's going to be in a lot more of the waiver wire articles or even waiver wire you know ads but he's borderline spec ad at this you know when you picked him up right so especially what you just said milwaukee that's another great hitter hitting lineup that is no joke that is no joke yelich with all them hitters when they had the moose you know moustakas when he played um unfortunately he's hurt uh man i can go on for days for that team their, their hitters is no joke either so that's a good performance with him. Now, these two players to kind of close up on the, you know, the 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 section here. This is more the the speculative ads here that I'll mention and, and kind of you know start closing things up. So I know you guys may have heard these names before again, but but my question is, I challenge you, are you able to afford them on your team now? Meaning, you grab them and you stash them this season in a redraft league too. Dynasty League, yeah, you got to have them. But in the redraft league, do you have the guts to hold on to a player and still hopefully he can pan out to start for your team? Because he might not get called up. And that's what we want to try to do for you guys to make the spec ads. So, as you got, and you, like I said, you probably heard these names before, but do you have the guts to, to actually make the ad? So, one of the players I want to talk about is Zach Gallon, right? A pitcher, strong pitcher. You know, for the for the Miami Marlins, I mentioned him. I think maybe in a, a few podcasts or a few podcast uh, episodes ago, right? But the Marlins are playing. I don't know what they're playing. They're playing chicken. You know, they don't want to. It's like they want to promote him, but they don't. But this is a player that if you're able to stash on your team for a pitcher, go for it. He might not get caught up. That's the risk you got to take. As you guys know, I'm a risk taker. 
but it doesn't necessarily mean that's the best trait to do. You got to be conservative too. But at the same time, I'm not a conservative coach because I wanted to, to do the best I can to be aggressive. So especially if, if unfortunately, if you're too aggressive, it, it can backfire on you. Like I said, the fab budget, for instance, I was too aggressive on certain players. I need, I need to probably reconcile what money that I spent on, on certain players and see what happened. But it's funny because the cheaper bids that I put out on players seem like they're my real league potential winners versus the one I paid for. But that's the thing is these type of players can win you leagues if they get the opportunity. So the next person I wanted to talk about is, uh, again, it's going to be hooked on phonics works for me. I don't actually look to see how their name is pronounced. And even sometimes I just can't pronounce because I just, again, hooked on phonics. So is Dylan C's. This dude is only 6% owning Yahoo. But it's funny because people are starting to learn. He's, he's even just 1% higher than Zach Gallon. But this is a pitcher that I believe could get called up at any time right now. So it's understandable to actually have him a little bit higher than Zach Gallon. But what he's doing in AAA is nothing to sneeze at. And honestly, he's one of those guys that if he gets called up for the White Sox, he's a game changer. He's got 54 strikeouts within 47 innings. So obviously he's getting you more than a strikeout per inning, right? And this is nothing to take lightly. His stuff is his stuff is ready. It looks legit. He should be up before the end of summer is what they're saying. And he just had a seven strong, you know, innings for uh, the Knights for Wednesday. He allowed two runs, seven solid innings, but this is something that you guys got to pay attention to on. You know, I know everybody gets excited for prospects, just like, you know, we do. So he's definitely worth an ad if you can afford it. I hope what the Diamonds want to try to do is try to get you in more of a, a situation where you're not being so um, in a bad position in your league. Like if you're in the bottom rankings, that you're not wasting your time trying to hold a roster spot for these type of guys. Because they can just only bury you hoping for them to somehow formulate. If you're in a bad standing, we want to try to get you in the better standings in your league. Once you're in a better standing, you can afford to take a hit if you have to force someone like this on your bench. That's why we advise at least having an NA spot in, in Yahoo League. If you can do more in your in your commissioner and you guys are cool to do that in your league, then do do it. I mean – I think it's fair to do maybe one. Now, when it comes to injured list, I think there should be like, in my opinion, it should be like four or five because there's so many players. I mean, especially this year. You see how many injured players there are? I, I just really believe you should have – your, your your roster should be pretty big, and I think you should also have an injured list that is pretty much uh, at least four or five. I think that's fair. Um, Stat Boy, do you have anything you want to touch up on at all, man? Uh yeah, I had this I had this dude though. He's I guess he's in the double A right now, but he's rocking. I think he's the best prospect down there right now. Uh, his name is uh, okay. uh Casey Miz. Okay. Yeah, and I'm trying to look up his stats right here real quick. But last time I checked, he was I think his. Are you, well, go go ahead and go on. I'm trying to look up his stats really real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull up his stats, and as you're pulling it up. Yeah, because I'm interested to see who you talk about. Again, to to the listeners, I want to say this. I'm sorry, you know, and I and I mean that. And what I mean by that is, it seemed like you know me and Lewis went <laughs> in on some of the some of the listeners, but I, you know, it's it's out of love, honestly, because again, you guys tune in just like I'm sure. I'll say this: I'm sure that when this podcast end ends and I send it out, we're going to take some criticism. We're probably going to take some heat. No joke here. I, I, I guarantee it. I honestly guarantee it's going to happen. And when it does, you know, I, I appreciate it. But let me, okay, let me say it like this. If you guys, you know, clown us, that's fine. But I ask this. Can you give us constructive feedback, too, if you're going to say negative comments? You know, what do you what would you like for it to be better? I think that would be better versus just saying, oh, this, this podcast sucks. But again, if you think it sucks, my question is, why are you still listening? <laughs> You know, and I, you know, we could do this dance all day because 
with that, I, I actually appreciate you. So if you guys say it's a joke, you're only boosting us up because more people are jumping in. And we set a record close to this last podcast. So we appreciate it. Stat boy, was you able to pull up that? Oh, information yeah, I got it right here. Uh, his so far, he's down there. He's at, uh, he played, he's got 80, 84 innings down there, and he's has uh, seven nine strikeouts with only uh, 13 walks. Okay, what's this guy's name? Uh, Casey, Casey Mez, Mez. Okay, and see, that's the thing, he almost has a strikeout per inning, so that's a legit, that's a that's a that's a nice little pot prospect there. And if he gets called up, that'll be that'll be legit, man. Um, hopefully he can perform that in the major leagues. And again, with prospects, you guys gotta understand to the listeners, all prospects are not gonna become sweet from AAA or even from AA, wherever they're called from. It doesn't it doesn't always um, basically output for them to be great. It doesn't. But that's a beautiful thing. You you take a risk. So with that being said, uh, again, you guys can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Reddit, Starks21. And you can find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. If you have any questions or any suggestions for our podcast, we're open to it. And Statboy, where can I find you at, man? Yeah, you can find me on Reddit. I have it's uh, Statboy3 on there. And also, you can find me over at Twitter. It'd be uh, Statboy10. Uh, Stat all right, guys, with that being said, Statboy, is there anything else you wanted to say before we close up shop, man? No, I just I just want to say that uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm glad we got our our record last last time, last uh, podcast. So thanks for listening and have a, have a good week. All right, guys, you guys have a good week and batter out.